Welcome to the Hadn't You Heard Podcast, presented by Maco Media, where we will be having conversations with local business owners, getting an idea of who it is helping build our community, what it is they have going on right now, and why it is they do what they do. On today's episode, Hadn't You Heard of Norma's Restaurant, Market, Catering, farm stuff. Amazing. Amazing. And I'm joined here today by Elias Batar. Elias, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. Super excited to have you on. My pleasure. So let's dive in a little bit. You talked about it briefly. Give the listeners a little more idea of Norma's. So Norma's is a family uh, run, owned, operated restaurant. Uh, We started about 32 years ago uh, doing Middle Eastern food, Mediterranean food. My mother was the founder. Uh, back then, it was just a little sandwich shop. My brother and sister, or my sister and I, my brother wasn't even old enough to uh, to help out. We just kind of help out there, my father as well. And uh, it's grown organically over the last 32 years into, I'd say, an institution in South Jersey. So yeah. something we're really proud of. No, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and the food's delicious. And Thank the you. people, the family... The experience that you get when you go into Norma's is just incredible. So thank you guys for creating that culture uh, in town here yeah. uh, for a dining experience, for sure. Uh, but in 30 seconds or less, in a goofy manner, go ahead and describe Norma's for me. Norma's is a restaurant that has experienced incredibly slow growth uh, over the last 32 years, moving like tectonic plates, <laughs> uh, which is, I think, for for the banking world, financial industry is probably terrifying, mm-hmm. um, but we find it comforting. So uh, I, I joked one time with a uh, with a banker that I was dealing with that uh, I would open up a second location once we reached like you know our full potential in this one location. And when she asks, like, "Well, so give me a time frame," I'm like, "Well, it took thirty years to get to about thirty percent of our potential quality and about thirty percent of." are, you know, what I think is the possible earnings from this one location. So at this trajectory, the easy math is about 70 years from now, we'll open up a second <laughs> one, you know? And she didn't, she didn't know how to take that, but you know, I laughed and I said, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm kidding. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not, yeah. but partially not. So now Lies, I know you and the family, you guys pride yourself on, you kind of mentioned it there, the quality of not the experience, but the food as well. You want to dive a little deeper into that for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we've been, you know, kind of unintentionally bucking trends for the last, uh, bucking trends and then at the same time, kind of, you know, maybe accidentally foreseeing trends a couple of years ahead of time. Mm. Uh, but, you know, we've always just done things the way we know how to do them, following a... I guess a blueprint for hospitality that comes from actually hosting people at your own home. So making the space where you're creating food feel like your home mm-hmm. as cliche as that sounds, um, you know, that includes all the, the rough edges as well. We don't want to just replicate things, you know, for the sake of producing more without being able to show that there was intention and in everything that we've, we've made, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, everything that we've chosen and always trying to, to, to just do it better to show the person who's 
who's coming in to patronize you, the appreciation mm, yeah. uh, that you feel for for giving you a chance. Now, Lies, how did you personally get involved? Like, where did it start for you? In the kitchen, just working with the family, seeing the business grow, and what kind of pulled you into it? Uh, I guess from the beginning, you know, it was just a matter of helping my mom out like uh, you would do daily chores, you know. Okay. Uh, there wasn't, for better or for worse, in, in a family business, sometimes there are some seriously blurred lines. Um, you know, uh, you you don't know where your home space ends and and the restaurant, you know, begins. I know you asked about like an kind of an origin story, but, yeah. you know, so much so to the point where like my my almost three-year-old son, uh, Indigo, refers to our residence as mommy's house oh, wow. and the restaurant as daddy's house. <laughs> Although I, I happily do lay my head every night at, the, uh, at my house and I, yeah. I get, you know, the required six to eight hours of sleep. Um, he still thinks that, uh, I don't know, I, mean, <laughs> I don't actually live there. I don't know. You're just there 24-7. I'm, I'm at the restaurant quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so going back, like I, they're, in answer to your question, front of the house. Yeah. You know, uh, when we started, I was 13 years old. Yeah. So, you know, it was greeting people, bringing people up on the cash register. Mm -hmm. And then occasionally I was fortunate enough to get uh, a chance to to go back into the kitchen and help my mom uh, and learn about how we make the food. Yeah. Which is equally, if not more valuable. Now, would you say you are comparable to your mom's cooking? My, I never, no way, not a chance. Um, I, I, I definitely would, would, you know, hold myself up against anybody else, but not just because she's my mom, but yeah. she has like this exceptional ability to just, you know, like, like somebody with perfect pitch, mm, you know, yeah. if you ever really meet someone with perfect pitch and they can, you know, hear a song and then replicate it on whatever instrument, yeah. you know, that's how she is with flavors. Oh, that's incredible. It's really incredible. You know, especially for somebody who is not f like formally trained. Yeah. Um, my wife is formally trained and worked in fine dining and is an amazing, incredible cook mm -hmm. um, and has worked in some of the, the best restaurants in, in Philadelphia. And she will tell you that, that, you know, what Norma can do is second to none. It's it's really exceptional. That's incredible, man. Now, what is your favorite part about being, you know, leading this type of business, uh, you know, and in such a tight-knit community as well? What's your favorite part? Um, representing what we do, representing my family, getting, getting the opportunity to represent uh, my family and make them proud. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I say my family, I don't just mean my brother, sister, mother, father, but Everybody that's ever worked at the restaurant mm -hmm. uh, has always been, you know, treated like family. Again, I, you know, it, it's it's hard to say anything that hasn't already been co-opted by a big brand because they're smart. They do their research and they know what people want to hear. But there's a difference between, you know, experiencing that authentic, you know, you and I before the camera, you know, yeah. started rolling, we're talking about AI, you know, yeah. and and that's on the precipice. Like, you know, who knows? People will be creating content uh, or, or consuming content, not knowing whether the person that they're viewing is an actual human being mm -hmm. or a computer-generated replica, yeah. right? Um, but I have, and maybe this is the optimist in me, I have, uh, instinctually, I feel like we'll always know. Yeah. And, and hopefully, we will 
temper that excitement to get something out there uh, fast and, um, you know, to, to join like the, the wave of the future and, and uh, to adopt, you know, innovation and really think about what are our goals, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, I would prefer, and the reason why we haven't grown into a bunch of locations is because I, I haven't figured out, not that I'm even really trying, but I haven't figured out a way to, to make the food um, replicable without giving, giving my care and touch and the people that are around me and just that oversight, you know? Yeah. So to me, there's something slightly, if I did open up another place or, or sort of joined another venture, mm-hmm. I don't think I would call it Norma's because it's not. Right. Right? Norma's is Norma's because Norma and her, like, you know, predecessors, like, are, are there making the food. Yeah. And overseeing the food. And the people that have, you know, worked in my kitchen have been working me, with me for years. Yeah. So it's not Norma's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, call it something yeah, yeah. else. 100%. Yeah. It's your own unique family uh, restaurant as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. What's your favorite, you know, thing to get at Norma's? Uh, and what is the the people's favorite thing to get? Uh, I don't think it, I don't think it kind of boils down to one individual dish. People ask me this question all the time yeah. and I never know how to answer it. I'm, I'm terrible at answering even my own favorite <laughs> questions. Yeah. Right. Because I always, uh, I'll I'll answer something and I'm like uh you know reaching for whatever I can and then later on I'm like god damn it why didn't you say that that's so much cooler <laughs> um but yeah so I I'm I'll shirk the uh, the answer and I'll okay. say that there's no individual favorite thing it's whatever you want we want to help find what you want and make that your favorite oh, I love you know yeah. and try to um and and try to to you know to hone it uh to your preferences that's yeah. awesome man so so we talked about artificial intelligence, uh, kind of leading into artificial food, which you guys do not do. Right. You guys source your food from another certain place, yep. very organic. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that? Sure. So last year we uh, started a partnership with a local family-run farm, uh, Freehaven Farms, which, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't say enough about uh, my partners, uh, Micaiah Hall and Dr. Cynthia Hall. They... They are the real deal. Um, he is a lifelong farmer. She is a geochemist with a PhD in basically soil science. Amazing. Um, and if you've ever had, without the the just the the raw ingredients, mm-hmm. right? That that we're lucky enough to get from the farm. Um, if you ever had those raw ingredients, you can see it's it's like a cheat code, right? Uh, because the f- because the vegetables and the fruits taste like, I mean, they're, they're, you almost feel bad doing anything to them, you know, <laughs> besides cutting them and serving them. Yeah. They are just, they're full of nutrition. Um, a lot of the produce that we get in this country and other food is meant to look really good. But, you know, as, as, as I, I told somebody a while back um, when I was being interviewed, they were like, uh, you know, I forget what the question was, but it was, you know, I think the problem with with food in this country is that we're all convinced that you you eat with your eyes. Oh, okay, first. yeah. And I don't think that's true. Animals actually eat with their nose. Yeah. Right. And we're animals, right? Yeah. So what you're supposed to do is smell something, and that's your way of knowing that that's that's good. Yeah. Right. So uh, so for me, 
we, of course, we want to make, you know, food look pretty. Um, and, you know, we played it a certain way uh, to show that we care. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, that's not our, our focus. Our focus is actually on making the food taste and smell the best it can possibly smell. And to, that's, that's the only measure of, yeah. of, of good food to me. Everything else is secondary. Now, I will say when I visited the restaurant the other day, we had a little meetup. Uh, I could smell as soon as I walked in the door. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I wanted yeah. to actually ask you if we could eat something because it was just like it sent my whole and system off. Yeah, it was incredible. It, that's that's the thing, you know, uh, Makai and I talk about this all the time. You know, when you walk into a grocery store anymore, mm-hmm. you can't really smell anything. No. Right? When you walk into the produce section, you should be able to smell everything. Yeah. Right. So right now we're in we're in watermelon season. So we're getting these beautiful red seeded watermelons and these incredible magical unicorn yellow seeded watermelons. Oh wow. If I tell you I challenge any dessert chef on the planet to make something that tastes better than this yellow watermelon. <laughs> Seriously. I wow. I'm, I'm dead serious and we're like we're like about 2 weeks into harvest. Okay. Uh, people, you know, been coming every Saturday to uh to Norma's 10 a.m. to to noon to pick up our fresh box CSA and also to purchase you know these watermelons and people come the first week and they ordered like one or two Makai was just like just wait yeah and then the next week those same people are buying like 10 wow and everybody on their block oh my god I cannot even tell you but like like I said there's a um there's a, a dessert that we make, you know, in the yeah. Middle East. And, and Middle Eastern desserts are known for being, like, fragrant and, you know, floral and all this stuff. So it's basically when you make yogurt, you take the cream mm-hmm. that rises to the top. So it's the, the fattiest cream. Mm-hmm. And then you dose it with, with rose, like, rose petal extract mm-hmm. uh, or, like, you know, rose water and simple syrup, right? So it's sugar, fat. And roses, right? <laughs> wow. And this watermelon tastes like that. No way. But it's a watermelon. Like, it has so much flavor. Wow. It's unbelievable. Now, would this watermelon pair nicely with your newest? <laughs> well, actually, that's funny you say that because um, the, the newest venture that you're, you're talking about yeah. is, a, um, is a kind of born of a collaboration with uh, Forgotten Boardwalk Brewing. And uh, it it came out of the you know like like a lot of a lot of good things yeah. um, collaborations uh, COVID um, we we started collaborating and and just out of boredom maybe mm-hmm. some cross marketing um, we started creating beers that were sort of inspired by uh, my cooking by the traditions you know that that I grew up with and it kind of snowballed and and kind of grew beyond its means. So we're, we're launching a, uh, a beverage company, a brand uh, called Baharat Brewing, uh, B apostrophe H-A-R-A-T. Um, and we are producing some of the beers that we've been doing through Forgotten Boardwalk, and it'll mm-hmm. be uh, kind of a separate uh, entity. Uh, but, you know, we're really excited about that. And part of our, I'd say, like, uh, process is growing things at the farm, and using them because they have so much flavor. Yeah. Using them in our beers. So That's amazing. Growing the wild thyme, growing these yellow seeded watermelons, and making uh, beers that are 
a, a riff on on nature. So. Yeah, it's incredible. You guys are you know intertwined with making everything organic, healthy in in its manner, and just making it real. Right. And it's incredible to see uh, you guys evolve what you're doing right now. Uh, so the listeners stay tuned. They can learn more about the beer, the elevated beer flavor that it's got. It's yeah. so delicious. I got to taste it. And uh, when it comes out in a little bit and, yeah. you know, you'll have more info on the website and things like that yeah, for yeah, them to yeah. learn about the yeah. ingredients involved yeah. coming from Freehaven Farms. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, is there any events coming up involving your business, Freehaven, that, you know, the listeners can kind of keep an eye out if they want to be involved at all uh, and, you know, just explore a little more? Well, we still have our, uh, we're still in the growing season from the farm. So every Saturday morning, you can come and hang out with me and Micaiah, Anthony, Cynthia. We're, uh, that's where we, we do the fresh box pickup. Um, go to freehavenfarms.com uh, and check out the uh, order a uh, fresh box. Uh, it's a year long subscription, mm-hmm. but you can also order week to week uh, or month to month. And you basically get the best of what we're producing at the farm. That's awesome. Uh, at any given time, the variety is great. It's super healthy, and you know, like I said, it, some people say like, "Well, I'm I'm not the best cook," but it's like, well, with these ingredients, there's really not much you got to do. So like, <laughs> you can you know, for the most part, just chop them up and taste them. Yeah. And taste what what real fruits and vegetables are supposed to taste like. Yeah. That's incredible, man. Before we wrap it up, is there anything else you want the listeners to leave with knowing about Elias, the family, Norma's, Freehaven, et cetera? Um, that the other reason why we don't have uh, another restaurant is because it's not that we don't think it'd be successful, but it's that like the other currency that we trade in is, is human interaction, right? And so it's more important that we produce food at the pace that we can and produce the best product, but that enables us to meet each person uh, and get to know them to their comfort. I mean, you know, listen, if you, if you like our food and you just want to come in and grab it and order online, totally cool. And you're supporting us and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, But I, I would rather like interact with people and get a feel for, you know, how their experience went, how we can make it better. Um, how their day's going. I mean, yeah. just like, you know, those, those interactions, I, I'm a big fan of technology and I think it has a, a chance to liberate us in a lot of ways. Right. But it can also enslave us. Mm. And if you're just, uh, doing all these things for convenience sake, but then you're not utilizing the time to connect with people more, um, then, you know, I, I'm sad for you, but I'm also scared for our future as yeah. as a species. Yeah. I think that there's no way to replace that human interaction. Um, and so, you know, again, I I love it when people use our online ordering mechanism mm-hmm. and put in an order that's precisely what they want without, you know, having to call in. And, you know, if, if, if you need us to guide you through it and you want to call in, you can still place an order that way. But, you know, you order it online, cool. Then when you get there, we have some time to interact yeah. and, and just give you a, I, I would rather use that time not to create endless efficiency, but to just carve out a little bit of extra space so that we can, we can talk and have a human you know, experience, have a human experience. That's a, exactly. It's kind of why I started the podcast in the first place. Yeah. There's these businesses out there and I want to see and hear the voices behind the businesses have right. that human experience interaction with each other. So listeners, if you're interested in Norma's delicious food, please check out the socials, Instagrams, websites, order online and get, get over there, meet Elias, meet the team. They're a great family, great people to get to know. Check out Freehaven Farm online as well. See all the cool stuff they're doing with all their organic stuff. 
stuff going on. And stay tuned for the beer coming out soon. It is a spectacle. So thank you again, Elias, for jumping on. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. And listeners, stay tuned for another special episode with another special guest. I've had and you heard.